We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Perhatch, joined always by Sarah Kelleher and Dusty Evely. What's going on, kids? It's, uh, off season, it's really, really off season. We got, we got nothing, man. I, I'm, I love you guys for listening in and downloading this podcast because it's a stretch right now. We are, we are in full on off season mode and trying to figure out what to talk about. But thank you for always because we've got Twitter fans that sent in a lot of questions. So I know I just rambled on for about seventeen minutes. What's going on with you? Hey, nothing. Same way, like up until like an hour ago, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? we got nothing to talk about. So, yeah, thank thank God for them people sending in the questions. Seriously, there was, we had kind of gone back and forth about a few things we could talk about and everything we were just hitting a dead end. So thank you guys, seriously. Thank you for sending the questions. Now it's weird you guys didn't want to talk about Packers uniforms or anything. To be clear, we gave you the opportunity yeah, we gave you like That's this fair. could be your week, Steve. We just will not be on. Um, That's good. But I feel like now you're ready. Like so, the next time the opportunity comes up, you're you're not going to let it slide. It only comes once in a lifetime. Is what I do need to do a little bit more research in order to get ready for that. Um, but I am actually I'm I'm excited, but I'm also very very worried because it came out that the Packers are going to have new alternate jerseys this year, 
and I'm very, very convinced that they're going to screw it up again. Go back to Acme Packers, man. Give me, give me that sweet, no, sweet Acme no, Packers they've gear, man. Done, they've done that one. They, like, oh, they I don't redid care. The, I love they it. They redid the last one. Like, no, I want something new. I want something exciting. Give me a little bit of something. Oh, hey, we're not doing this now. Hey, Steve, do we, <laughs> Steve, do we have questions? <laughs> That's not even what it would have been. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever, fine. Let's move on. Let's move on because Dusty is such a jackass and mm. can't have this conversation. Mm. We do have a little bit of NFL news I want to talk about. There was a trade that will be completed on the first day of the new NFL season. Uh, the Jaguars have traded cornerback A.J. Bouye to the Broncos for a 2024th round draft pick. Uh appears that it's the pick that the Broncos got for Emmanuel Sanders, so... Flipping Emmanuel Sanders for AJ Bouye, two years of AJ Bouye, not pretty too bad. On, pretty yeah. sweet. I mean, he's got a he's got a pretty high uh, cap hit, which is interesting. I think I saw something where the Broncos actually, as long as they keep one of their safeties or franchise tag him, they will be spending fifty million dollars on their secondary. So he's going, uh, yeah, yeah. John Elway's all in on the no-fly zone in the secondary for the Broncos. They don't have a quarterback, but, you know. Well, you're building it around, right? They've got Locke. Locke showed out uh, decently well last year, so you will we'll load up, we'll load up while you can, right? Well, yeah, I, guess, I mean, that is the way to do it. Like, you load your defense up when you've got that rookie contract for a quarterback. So I guess that does make sense. They still have Flacco. Is Flacco still under contract? I do not believe so. Okay. I think they were able to dump him. Okay. If I'm, because uh, I, I, I saw something where somebody said that the Packers should sign Flacco for like three, <laughs> three to four million dollars a year as a backup quarterback. Joe Flacco. Yes. Yes. Joe Flacco. Not John Flacco. Not John Flacco. Might, no, no. Might take John Flacco. It probably would be smarter. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I think we're just gonna jump right into. Um, the mailbag because we we put it out an hour before we record the podcast and all of us were very very worried but everybody on Twitter like delivered which was pretty outstanding so we we're not even going to be able to get through all of the questions but we're just going to start off we're going to try to do as rapid fire as humanly possible to get through everything so um, first one comes from Tony Falk at Tony underscore wow. Rolonia. That's wow. Right. That's right. Wow. That's, that's right. an outstanding name. Good job, Tony. Good for you. Tony underscore Brolonia. What is your favorite all-time play that's not commonly shown on Packers highlight reels? So, Dusty, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going back to 96. Uh, it's, you know, we were kind of talking about this ahead of time. It's tough to think of a play that's not on highlight reels, uh, because in some of them is because I, I assume that some of them are on highlight reels. Uh, but this is one I've not seen very much of. I bring it up as often as I can. Uh, it was 96 NFC championship game against the Carolina Panthers. It was a Tyron Williams, uh, diving backwards, one handed interception off of Kerry Collins to this day. Uh, one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. It is, um, I've got, uh, you know, I'm, I'll retweet it, I guess, into my feed here tonight. So if you want to look up my name after you listen to this, you can see it uh, fairly easily. Just It's just an amazing athletic feat. Uh, Collins, I think it's like basically a curl route or something that Collins overthrows. And Williams just makes an a, amazing recovery and just 
all laid out one-handed interception. Beautiful, beautiful play. So that's that is. Uh, I've got a handful I could throw out there, but that one that one deserves all the love it can get, uh, and I don't see it talked about very much. So mine is from the divisional game in the 2014-2015 playoff, and it is a Devontae Adams highlight. And for those of you that are wondering, yes, that is the same game that Dez did not catch it. <laughs> so um, a little before that happened, Devontae Adams, this was his rookie year, and I believe it was his best game of his rookie season. He had seven catches for 117 yards and a touchdown. And he basically just leans in to the corner and just absolutely, once he, he makes a catch and then they're kind of going back and forth, and he just leans into him and just completely shoves him off with one hand and then continues to run and picks up about 10 to 15 more yards. And I think it's a super underrated Devontae Adams moment because a lot of what he did in his rookie year, I feel like we kind of forget sometimes because now he's done all this amazing stuff. But I just remember seeing that. And then in that game, there was the Cobb catch that sealed the deal later on, the whole drama with Dez. So I feel like that play gets kind of undershadowed when really it was a pretty cool moment. So that's what that one was for me. Very cool. I love the – what I'm, I've, I've got a couple. I, I always love watching Brett Favre's first completion that goes to himself <laughs> after a batted ball. That one always makes me laugh and always makes me chuckle. But, again, that's always – if you if you do a like a complete Brett Favre highlight reel, normally that's the first one that's shown up. So not quite there. Uh, the one I'm going to go with, though, is – the Jeff Heath sack of Aaron Rodgers in the Cowboys game um, when two plays before he hits Jared Cook to set up Mason Crosby to go to the NFC Championship game where out of nowhere Rodgers does not see Heath coming and just annihilates him. And everybody who is watching it goes, oh, son of a bitch, he's going to fumble. He's going to fumble. That's it. Game over. And I, I don't to this day I don't know how Aaron Rodgers held onto that ball. I don't know how he did it, but I could watch it over and over where he's got the ball in his hand, he gets smoked and somehow it still still stays with him. So it's a horrible play for the Packers, but it's still just an overall impressive play for Aaron Rodgers. So that one is one of my all time favorites to watch. Next up we have Andy B who wants to know what is your favorite Disney movie? Uh we'll start with the young in. Sarah, what you got? Finding Nemo. That's my favorite. It always has been. I also loved Finding Dory. Um, yeah, it's not quite as good, though. Yeah, it's just not the same, you know. It, I feel like that's any sequel, though. Um, but it was still a good sequel. But I loved Finding Nemo growing up. I was always, whenever I was a kid, and even still now, when people asked what my favorite animal was, it was always something related to the ocean or water. So that movie was just ideal for me. And I know... Last week, we talked about Blockbuster, but growing up, I had, when I went to Blockbuster down the street from my house, I bought the Finding Nemo movie, and they had the... Was that with your allowance? (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) You know what? Probably they're like birthday money or something, but anyways, and I actually had the little a squishy version that came with it of the, I, for, I forget. Nemo? The no, but the one that says, like, I'm going to ink that one. Oh, sure. Jellyfish. And I had that for years, and I'm pretty sure it's still in my room somewhere just sitting on the floor in my parents' Oh, that was, a, that was a little octopus. 
That's what it was. It was yeah. an octopus. Yeah. You guys made me ink. <laughs> yeah. So I, it came with the DVD when I got it, and to this day, when I go home, I still see it. And it, now it's like that one of the eyes has fallen off, but it was just such a big part of my childhood that I can't. So do you it. have to like whenever you watch the movie, do you have to eat goldfish crackers and have a juice box, or <laughs> you're not allowed to eat goldfish crackers during that movie, Steve? Yeah, it's about it's fish, like dude. Wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I don't know how this turned. I don't know how this turned on me, but okay. It's a classic Disney movie. Oh, it's an outstanding Disney movie for sure. Dusty, what you got? Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys had a little issue with this. I had zero issue. It's there's one movie and there's one movie alone. It's Robin Hood. Robin Hood is made The music's incredible. It is great. Uh, I mean, the 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 characters are great. The dancing scenes are awesome. You know, maybe some of them are exactly like the Jungle Book, but whatever, man. It's it's funny. It's got great music. It's got quotable moments. I've seen that movie more times than I could count. It's it's Robin Hood, and I for me nothing else is particularly close to that. Okay, that's fair. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with Monsters Inc. Just one of my all time favorites. I always love. Uh, you know the little girl voice for with Boo, like the all the interactions. Whenever she says Mike Wazowski, like it always <laughs> cracks me up every damn time. Um, or but it, you know for a Disney movie, it had a great plot. Like it, it was always a lot of fun. So I for me that was always my favorite, one of my favorite Disney movies. I mean, I can watch them all. I enjoyed Frozen. Frozen Two was me. You know, I haven't seen it. I need to see it. It it, ha- it like it's decent, but again, it's a sequel. You know, most sequels, for the most part, most sequels don't hang up to the hang on to the first one. So, I would tell you, it's good. It's not great. I actually had my second screening of that this weekend because it came out on Redbox. <laughs> All right, let's see another one from Andy B. If you could live in another city, what city would it be and why? Dusty, let's start with you. Man. Um... I go a couple different ways with it. I, I love, I'm actually going to be in Colorado this summer. I love Colorado. Uh, that area out there is just amazing. But I'm going to go. We took a uh, vacation. Actually, it turned out being our last uh, big vacation. It's a vacation. My wife had a conference, and I tagged along and just, like, walked around and drank the whole time uh, before we had kids. And it was um, uh, Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine, incredible city. I, I don't hear it talked about very much. Super walkable. Uh, lots of breweries. There's also a uh, the the International Cryptozoology Museums up there. Uh, that's run by uh, Lauren Coleman, a noted cryptozoologist. Uh, so there's a lot of lot of really fun, you know, Bigfoot things and the Fiji mermaid and a whole bunch of stuff. They're in a new space now that I've not visited yet, but uh, just really really cool town. I probably don't go in the winter, uh, but uh, I I don't know. I I think I would love to live up there. It's right on the sea. Crab cakes, crab cakes as far as the eye could see. Okay. Uh, crab cakes and lobster rolls. There's just lobster Ooh, rolls everywhere. Yeah, I do you do love a good lobster roll. Oh, dude, roll. so yeah. good. They had carts on the street selling lobster rolls. They were just the freshest things in the entire world. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go. I'd go Portland, Maine. I love that place. I would want to live, and this is probably the only big city I would live in, is D.C. I love D.C. I've been multiple times. My aunt um, used to be stationed over there, so when she was there, I would go quite often because flights weren't super bad and I had a free place to stay and pretty much all of the museums and everything there are free. Um, but I love going there. Um, it's just one of my favorite places to visit. I never get tired of it. Every time I go, I find something else that I didn't know existed there. So yeah, if it wasn't super, 
expensive and a big city that, you know, I couldn't afford to live in, I definitely would want to live there. I always, which I'm sad I never did, I wanted to do an internship for, like, just a temporary period of time. Like, if that, if I could have done it anywhere, I would have done it there. So I just really like that city. I'm kind of getting you along Dusty's route of before I had children and I had a lot of fun in the world. <laughs> uh, my wife and I both taught English over in South Korea, and one of the best vacations I ever took was going to Malaysia. And we went and stayed on a remote island uh, that one of my friends recommended to me. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of it right now. It will I'll be able to figure out as soon as we finish recording. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll be able to tweet that out. But uh, honestly, it's one of my most favorite memories of all time of just we, we rented scooters. We drove around the island. We swam under waterfalls. We had some of the most amazing food I've ever had in my life. It's dirt cheap it was awesome like it was just so much fun so i would love to go back there i've always wanted to live on the water so that's kind of something the wife and i are, are working on uh doing eventually so you know if we could live in malaysia that'd be cool i don't know what the school system's like that kind of changes things now but <laughs> uh overall that would be one of my favorite places in the world to go back to so all right let's move on um we've got one from uh, S-M-U-D-E is last year's free agent spending impacting this year's rumors. Sarah, do you have any little takes on this one? I mean, sure, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. So much of this off-season talk and draft talk, just people get so worked up about it. And every year it happens. People either like or hate the choices they make, and then it, they move on. And then if they didn't like the choice and it turns out to be bad, then halfway through the season they're tweeting at the, at the Packers that they suck and that they made a bad decision. So, I mean, yeah, I think it definitely has some sort of impact because that's just how we think and we function. I don't really know. Like, I don't think I could have a definite answer to that if I'm being honest. Like, yes, it's 100% affecting it. I think it just depends on the person and who you are. But there's always going to be people that, you know, connect things that maybe aren't so connected and will always be – we've talked about this before. They just want to get it out there. And I don't know. I don't really have an opinion about this, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it is interesting because, I mean, you could say, um, you know, my initial thought is, well, yeah, it, like it has to just simply due to the money aspect of it, right? I mean, the, the Packers don't have as much money simply because they signed people last year and the nature of those contracts is they're starting to get a little more expensive now with the cap hits and all of that. But at the same time, that's never stopped anyone from speculating wildly about like, yeah, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. there's, always, there's always that guy on Twitter that says they have some source that this is going to happen, and then you find out that that never even was going to happen. So it's like it's the, really blurred lines. Well, there are still. I mean, there's and it's. I don't remember too much of last off season. Uh, that seems like a very long time ago. But I mean, I you know, I'm still seeing a lot of uh, Packers trading for OBJ, and you know, obviously going after possibly going after Hooper and. 
uh, you know, who like all these other guys who they may sign and they may be connected to, and if they drop this guy, maybe they do this. Like, I feel like the rumors are still out there. It's probably just if you <laughs> if you look at the money aspect of it, it's way less feasible now than it was. But I I do think the rumors are still out there because you are still seeing just I've seen OBJ so many times. Uh, it's just it's it's insane. Like I saw it again today, which is it's it's it's. it's I'm gonna say it's not gonna happen. It's just very far fetched that that's gonna happen. And I mean, they they can make moves. I think, I think there are still rumors. Um, it's just they get shot down quicker because like, well, they don't have money to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we, we the Packers have a GM who's gonna spend money when he has it, and they do technically have money. But I mean, like we talked about earlier, those those dollars right now should be focused on. Kenny Clark, they should be focused on getting some back some of the, you know, some of the other free agents that they have. And yes, maybe they can, maybe they can bring in one guy. Uh, if you let Brian Belaga walk, if you can trade Lane Taylor and cut um, Jimmy Graham, like then, yeah, some some things might be able to happen. But I feel like this is this like obviously it's draft season, it's free agency season. And I feel like Gutekunst has no problem with getting on the good side of agents and being like, hey, uh, why don't you float out the fact that this guy is your number one priority in free agency to drive up his price? I've got some free agents that I can swing your way that are going to be way lower on the totem pole. But if you do this for me, I'll do it. Like, that's just kind of what it feels like to me of – it's already come out that the Packers' number one priority is going to be Austin Hooper. Oh, wait, no, it's going to be Corey Littleton. Oh, wait, no, it's going to be <laughs> Joe Schobert. Uh, and that's all within the last week that we've mm-hmm. seen all these guys are the number one priority of the Green Bay Packers. So I have no issue with it. Like, I feel like if Goody is using that opportunity to get in good with agents, that's a great thing. I feel they're going to bring in one big guy and that's about it and they'll bring in some little little uh you know some Tyler Irvin signings some stuff like that but I think there's going to be if I'm guessing anything I think there's going to be a middle linebacker signed that's going to be my my prediction so uh let's move on we've got one from five stack a million and I I love this guy already because he's talking about the linebacker (laughs) group would you be comfortable with our linebacker situation if we brought in uh, Nick Kwiatkowski and added a mid-round linebacker like Akeem Davis-Gazer? Uh, either of you have opinions on this one? Because I know I'm normally the inside linebacker guy that will beat the drum, but uh, what are you thinking? It's all money. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. it's what it was Kwiatkowski cost. I have, I have no idea what that going rate is. I mean, I saw Blake Martinez's annual salary drop roughly $5 million in the past week uh, from what he's asking for. Uh, so I have no idea what that going rate is. I like him. Uh, I, I think that's an upgrade at that position. So if that's a guy that can be had for, you know, I don't know, 6 to $7 million a year, I guess. I'm going to say the number I've seen online so far has been about 7 to 8 Okay. Yeah, that's it. I, I think I think Blake Martinez is looking at like ten. Yeah, um, Corey Littleton, you know, you're looking at eleven to twelve. No. Um, yeah, I stuff think, like that. Yeah, so. I think yeah, Kukowski at like at seven to eight, I think is fine. I'd feel way. I mean, feel better about it than I do now because we don't have an inside linebacker right now. So I would I would feel better because there is someone in that role. Uh, and then yeah, you get yeah mid round guy to kind of 
play alongside, learn a little, not playing every snap. You know, I'd be playing a lot of nickel. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I don't have much else to comment um, on that besides what you already said, Dusty. I think the main thing is, again, it comes down to the money and what, what's happening there. Mm-hmm. If, you know, it is at seven or eight, then, yeah, I'm probably pretty comfortable with that. But, you know, any more, I don't know if that's something I'm willing to dive into. Uh, we did get a question about bars and restaurants in Green Bay from a, at Bree Whitney. And as much as we would love to answer that question, none of us live in that area. Um, if you've got questions about bars in Milwaukee, I can help you out. Uh, Orlando. Yeah, well, get, I don't. I don't know if Sarah could actually help you out with that. No, she cannot. Uh, God, Cheesecake Factory, lovely, <laughs> lovely selection of. <laughs> They've got great tap beers. Uh, I'll go to bat. First of all, uh, Brian Whitney. Um, I've known that guy for a while, and I actually got to meet him when I was up for the divisional round game. So, hey, what's up, Brian? I'm glad you're cool. Um, I, I don't. I don't have any underrated places in Green Bay simply because I don't go there enough. Uh, I will say Sheboygan, which is like an hour and away. There's a hole in the wall sports bar called Champs that has uh, amazing wings and cheese curds. Like every t- we've been there two or three times, and uh, there's never anybody in there. Pretty, pretty much like any bar in Wisconsin, but sure, okay, yeah. But no one's no one's there. They're I'd say they're better. I mean, we ate a lot of cheese curds when we go up there. I'd say probably the Mars Cheese Castle was my favorite, but this was a close second. Ooh. Like, we had a lot of curds. These were better than the Kroll's curds. Uh, they know what they're doing there. The Reuben at the Mars Cheese Castle. Oh, I'll have to do that next time. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, let's go. We've got uh, from DPI, Sam's Club or Costco? I I don't know. Costco, Nothing? I guess, probably. Okay. Sarah, do you even shop there? Yeah, I, I don't really have a Costco near me. I have a Sam's Club that... I used to go to with my parents when I lived at home, so I guess Sam's Club because I don't know much about. I know what Costco is, but I don't really have one near me. Sure, I'm gonna go with Sam's Club because that's where I have a free membership to for work, uh, so it's way better than Costco because uh, it's free. Uh, <laughs> however, the only thing I will tell you is I actually have heard the Costco boot, like Costco Kirkland brand booze, is actually pretty legit. Uh, and it's way cheaper than most of the name brand stuff. So if you do uh, join, if you are a member of Costco and that's your, your kind of thing, then uh, make sure to check that out. We had another one from at, oh, geez, Sacktown Packers. <laughs> uh, but Chris wants to know, why is nobody talking about how big of a need the cornerback position is? If you really take a look at the group, it's not as good as it may appear on the surface. We're a Jair away, injury away from being doomed on the outside. Jesse, you got any comment? Yeah, I mean, so just to run it down real quick, it's uh, the who we got right now, we'll look at both sides. It's Jair and Kevin King. And Kevin King, you know, uneven-ish, but turned in a pretty good year, and he was healthy, but you can't bank on that. Uh, Tremont Williams, who is a free agent and 38, 39. Uh, Chandon Sullivan. Who I liked, but that's like one of the, one of the backups there. Josh Jackson, who hasn't shown much, and then you're down to like Kadar Holman. So, I mean, yeah, I mean they, they're they're down he's, to. He's I mean, not wrong. No, I mean not not even he said Jair injury. They're legitimately like an injury away. an injury away, including Kevin King, who is injured a lot away from 
possibly looking at Ladarius Gunter again. I mean, it's not not that <laughs> it's not not at that level. It's not that dire. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you look at kind of how they drafted. They drafted a lot of cornerbacks, and you think you're set, and you, you're never really set. So, yeah. I mean, I like I I like what we saw to Sullivan, but it's it is. It's one of those things. It's not an issue until it is, and they they are legitimately one injury away from from having issues there. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them take a shot at a guy or two at the draft this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a need. I probably to answer his question, the reason that it isn't talked about, you know, as much is just because it's not as obvious. I think, like he he said, like we're an injury away at one point of being in trouble, whereas some of the other like areas, like inside linebacker and wide receiver, it's clear that they're, they're already at that point, that they already need those guys. Um, so I, I think that's probably the reason why it isn't talked about as much, but it's definitely a need as well. So that, that was a great question, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, if you've been watching any mock drafts, and I know Sarah and Dusty, that is not what you guys do at all. Uh, but I do, and every article I've read, it, like most of the ones that talk about uh, like needs, it's got the Packers looking at a cornerback anywhere from the third to the fifth round. So not a top-of-the-line starter, but somebody they could bring in that can be a fourth, fifth, sixth guy right away, and hopefully you hit on something. like That's something that I think – it may not be a pressing need like wide receiver or offensive line or linebacker. Like those are the talked about ones in this off season, but um, he's like, he's absolutely right. Cornerback is definitely a position of need for this team. It'll be interesting to see if they're going to try to bring Tremont back. Uh, if they want to do that for another year, kind of how that all goes around. Um but that kind of leads into another question we got from at Travis Mac 12. If you are the Packers GM, do you target one high price free agent or do you go for two or three cheaper options? I think probably one high price free agent um, instead of two or three smaller ones. I think that's typically the way that duty is going to go now and that we've kind of seen and I think Steve you talked about before that there'd be some smaller signings later like um, Irving and other ones that we saw this year I don't really see that changing I think they're going to put their name in for a few different guys but then they're going to find the one that they really want and go for him there yeah I think it it depends I think it's tough I mean we talked about the money a lot already so far this episode but that definitely factors in I mean it feels like they splurged last year they got the two big edge rushers they threw down the money I've always viewed uh, free agency as you know you're not you're not always looking for the big name guy I mean what they did last year you know they paid big for a couple guys they felt were on the cusp of breaking out and then those guys broke out but really what you're doing is you're trying to you're trying to plug those holes so that you're not drafting for absolute need in the draft. Uh, and so, you know, you look across, you look across kind of who who the Packers are right now, and they've got, you know, I think we'll get to Aaron Jones here in a minute, but uh, they've got two running backs who are going into the last year of their deal. They've got, uh, you know, the wide receiver crew needs help. They've got the tight end group needs help. The the O line might need a little depth. Inside linebacker, uh, we're talking about cornerback. I mean, there's D line. There's enough areas that can use some help. That I feel like um, it's almost like I, I view it as like trading the farm for like the number two pick overall when you've got 
a dozen areas you need to fill that that is it's it's more about the impact of that one guy right so it's this one big name guy that's going to cost you a lot of money does that help put you over the edge enough to not necessarily mask your deficiencies but to overcome those a little bit more or do you feel a little better throwing little bits of money in these other areas hoping for a lower guy to kind of either provide some help or or just get incrementally better in those areas. Um, my thought, based on what they did last year and the money they've got this year, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, the the two to three cheaper options. And if I'm the GM, I think that's what I would do at this point. Is you've got you've got these big name guys. You know, you got the Smith brothers. You've got you know obviously Aaron Rodgers. You got Devontae Adams. Like you've got these big names. You know, Adrian Amos. They paid big for last year as well. You don't need you don't necessarily need the big guys. I would go for and it, it, we're not talking about specific free agents. It's more of a philosophy at this point. I think I'd be looking more at those two to three smaller guys to kind of to bolster the roster a little. You're not looking for necessarily a guy that's going to like just be the guy to take you over the top, but you're looking to mask those deficiencies to get incrementally better in those areas. So I, I think I'd go the the two to three uh, lower guys. It's going to be fascinating to watch because. There are guys to be had, and there's guys to be had that are in the price range of the Packers. Uh, like It feels like the Packers can, if they really want to, make one big move. So it's an Austin Hooper, it's uh, Robbie Anderson, it's uh, Corey Littleton, a Joe Schober. Like, they can make one big move if they clear a little bit of cap. And honestly, I feel like it's going to happen. Like I think that is one thing they're actually going to do. And if I could place a bet on it, I think I would go with Corey Littleton. I think they they realize that the middle linebacker spot is finally something that they need to admit that they've made mistakes in not addressing over the last 10, 12, 15 years. And that's kind of where I think they're going to do it. And then I think they will make the smallish moves that help the team, like a Tyler Irvin, um, being, bringing back Tremont Williams if they can get do that. Uh, and then they will hopefully, hopefully, my my honest hope is that they spend the majority of the draft on the offense and getting an influx of talent that's young and cheap and on the offensive side of the ball because all they've been doing for the last decade has been throwing everything at, uh, at the defensive side of the ball. So, my hope is that they'll get a middle linebacker. I know that's shocking to everybody involved here, but I hope they get a middle linebacker. Uh, I hope they get Corey Littleton out of him or Joe Schobert. That would, that would be my pick. And then uh, I'm hoping they sign a couple of smaller guys and then go offense heavy for the draft. So we've got that. We got one more question, guys. All right, I think we're we've done enough. We've got <laughs> we've uh, done enough. We've done enough. Let's end it on something that we all can agree on. Aaron Jones. So this is coming from at Goose. Ooh, Minnesota. This is this is outstanding because we've got a guy that lives in Minnesota and is a Packer fan. So, Goose, we like you even more now. Uh, but he asks, will the we, the Packers, extend to Aaron Jones? How much do you think they sign him for? So there's been talks uh, about – about how there's there's mutual interest on both sides, and honest to God, I have zero idea what that means. I mean, we just talked about all of the weird misinformation that that's that goes on with like you know, this is their top target and mutual interest. Yeah, maybe like they talked about it or something. I don't I don't know what that means. Like I don't know if that actually means anything. But there, it sounds like there has been conversations. Um, I mean, the way the way Goody has been 
has been operating, I have zero idea. All I can speak to, if it's me, I love Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones, and I would not pay him. I would not pay him. I would let someone else pay him. Um, you just, you don't, unless you can get him at, like, that's the thing. Unless you can get him at, like, a reasonable contract, which he should not accept because he has been amazing, I would not bring him back. The only case that I could make in, in terms of bringing him back is if he is more, it's more that hybrid role, which they have been flexing on more at receiver, but if he's playing more snaps at receiver than he is at running back. Because you take your body takes, we talked about this last week, your body takes such wear and tear at the running back position that that second contract, if you pay a guy big, that almost never works. Like, very rarely does that actually work, regardless of how good a guy is. That very, very rarely works. So I would be very much against paying Aaron Jones unless it's, Unless they've it's structured very very well, and they're not paying him a ton of money, which again, if I'm Aaron Jones, I don't actually take because you can get paid somewhere else. You make that money on that second contract where you can. I wouldn't begrudge him if he goes, but I, I certainly would not pay him what I think the market is going to to ask that he gets. He's not leaving. That that's that's what I tell myself every day. <laughs> I. Like you said, I love Aaron Jones. I have no idea what's going to happen or what the mutual interest on both sides means, but I just hope and pray that they work something out that's reasonable and fair for both parties involved. I don't like talking about this. It makes me sad. I don't want to think of Aaron Jones not (laughs) being on the Packers. So he's not, in my mind, he's not leaving, and I'm going to tell myself that until that changes. And hopefully I just say it enough that it becomes true. So there, that's all I'm saying. This is making me upset. This has triggered many emotions. <laughs> <sighs> I I think I fall kind of somewhere in between the two of you where I honestly think he will be back. I do. I think they will figure out a way to make a contract work that works for everybody. My best guess is it lands somewhere about $6 million a year. Oh, I'd um, take that in a heartbeat. He is, take that in a heartbeat. Okay. That, that, I mean, that's my best guess. Right now he's... This year, with his, I believe, with his elevators in his contract, he's going to be making a little over two million. And so, if he can get six years or, or six million dollars a year for four years, I think that's something that both teams could or both parties could agree to. Maybe he thinks he can get more on the open market, and he he might be able to. But I don't know if he wants to go to like the Colts or. I mean, somebody else who has a unbelievable, no, unbelievable amount of money. Staying on the Packers, I'm telling. I want it too. I do. I do. That's what I'm saying. The one thing I'll say, and I don't know if you guys read this. I can't remember what the, this might have been on the Packers site. I can't remember what site had this. Uh, the 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 profile on him in terms of like his his journey, him being a twin, and how much kind of that like that kind of broke his heart to be away from his brother Alvin, and how he found that sense of community in Green Bay, and, and especially with Jamal Williams, where when they started as rookies and they're kind of going through training camp and they're going through that first year, you know, such a hard time adjusting. He would just go over to Jamal Williams's house and they would just play video games, and he talked about like how that helped him. That helped him, like, realize, like, the fun he could have and helped him, like, feel like he belonged and all of that. And so after reading that, um, I think that was midway through the season that came out, that maybe, like, a little bit was like, well, if he he had that feeling, maybe that sways something. But also uh, money also talks very nicely. So if someone's going to bank up the truck for him, back up the truck for him, um, I I think he'd be regardless of those That's understandable. If somebody is going to bank – like – 
and I'm sure his agent already knows that. If somebody is going to back up the truck for him and drop a crap ton of money on his front door, you can't argue with that. Like that's something that he would need to do. But if they, if he really wants to stay with the Packers, he likes being in Green Bay. I think you know six, maybe seven million at the most is something I'd feel comfortable with for a guy who, like you talked about, is flexible, can be the running back, and can be split out wide to be a wide receiver. So. I think that is a doable thing. I think he'll be back. I think Jamal Williams will be gone. I think somebody else will give Jamal Williams maybe like $4 million to be a backup, like a secondary guy, and the Packers won't match that. So that's why I think there will also be a third to fifth round running back that is drafted as well. So cornerback, running back, I think those are the mid-round guys for the Packers. Um, but – I mean, overall, like, as much as we didn't have anything to talk about, guys, like, this is – it, it kind of turned into a fun episode of, like, we had a lot to talk about because there's so much intrigue because we're or, we're a couple of weeks away from free agency. We're a month – a little – was a month and a half away from the draft? Yeah. Um, there's so much intrigue going on. So, I mean, it, it's it's been a lot of fun to be – kind of answer those questions and see what's, see what's on Packer fans' minds. That kind of, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I think we got as much as we could, as fast as we could. Uh, I know we didn't get to all of it, but um, we're going to hit some closing thoughts. I know, Sarah, you don't, you're, you're good? You don't have anything right now? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> I don't have, I'm not writing right now. I don't write during the off-season as of right now, so I don't have Oh, no, bobbleheads, bobbleheads. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I got you. So I have no idea really what this is because I don't (laughs) live in Wisconsin, and I think this is a Wisconsin thing, but there's a celebrity bobblehead challenge, and Lily Zhao is up for one of the celebrity bobbleheads. And I love Lily Zhao. I think her coverage, not only is her coverage of the Packers great, but she's just really funny, and she's a great follow on Twitter. And somehow she, which I think is crazy cool, that she's up for this celebrity bobblehead, and you can vote. So if you've not seen that on Twitter, go to Lily Zhao's page and check it out, um, because I think that would be really freaking cool if Lily Zhao had a bobblehead. So, yes, thank you for reminding me of that, Steve. See, I make fun of you all the time, but I also got your back, don't worry. Wow, so kind. (laughs) (laughs) I do what I can. I do what I can. Dusty, what do you got for us? Oh, yeah. First no, of all, I just want to say, oh. I just, yeah, I got things as well. A second, the fact that Lily's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, please, please vote for that because she's the best. Um, I've got, uh, I've got two, <laughs> two things. One of them is just, I, ca- I kind of want Aaron Jones back just because I want to hear Steve rage for another four years about how the <laughs> Packers are misusing him. I think, <laughs> I think that'd be fun. And yeah, it probably wouldn't fair, get old fair. at all. No, it wouldn't no. get old at all, Steve. Um, and then, Why? Because uh, I'm other, right? Uh, no. No, really, uh, you're not. So but, they uh, don't. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not, not doing this. But you are not dating me in this, this conversation right now. My final thought, Steve. This is my. Final thought. I don't care, Dusty. Uh, I'm in charge of the show. Okay. Hey, right, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my uh, last one is so I've been writing during the off season. I'm going through chronologically through the season and taking a play or two from each week and just kind of you know talking about it, breaking them down, giving a little context for what was happening. Pretty well, stupid a, idea, if you ask me. 
Uh, yeah, sounds, <laughs> it's not great. I don't think a lot of people are reading it, uh, so thanks, Steve. Uh, but uh, I'm up to week three uh, this uh, today, today when this comes out. Uh, uh, I think around noonish Central will be out. Is uh, I'm at the Broncos game. And I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to write about plays that I've not written about during the season. So that means the cheese wheel, that's where the cheese wheel, week three is when the cheese wheel made its uh, debut. That is not one of the things I'm doing. Uh, Sarah, you were at that game, so that's awesome. Um, I went with I went with a two-play sequence at the end of the first half. That was uh, Preston Smith uh, strip sack of Joe Flacco and then uh, the Aaron Jones touchdown run. They had some really nice blocking, uh, kind of Billy Turner, nice read by Aaron Jones and Billy Turner kind of shutting off a block and, and, and getting the middle linebacker or the inside linebacker there so Aaron Jones could get it. So just, again, like kind of a fun – I think a lot of times I think back to – either what I've covered or the big plays in a game. And a lot of times when I think of big plays in a game, I don't think of second – I don't think of first half, end of the first half stuff. So it's been fun to kind of go back through and do that. So, uh, yeah, today you can read about a Preston Smith strip sack and how Zadarius Smith kind of helped set that up and how even Kevin King coverage on that made that unlikely to be complete anyway. And uh, then they look at some blocking offensive line movement on uh, Aaron Jones' touchdown run. So fun little series, uh, regardless of what Steve says, uh, so you can <laughs> – Read that today over on uh, Cheesehead TV. I kid. You always put out outstanding articles. As Sarah has said many times, like it always pains me to say this out loud and give you a compliment, but every time I read those articles, I feel like I learned something, and it really pisses me off. Sarah doesn't put any of those qualifiers on it. Sarah puts none of those qualifiers on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't really care. I'm not going to be that. Uh, yeah, no. I'm not nice to the young kid. Why should I be nice to you? It's true. It's a good point. Uh, I've got a couple of closing thoughts. We completely missed this question from uh, one of Sarah's followers. So is from uh, Hooven99. Can the Packers win the Super Bowl next year? Uh, Hooven99, you're goddamn right they can win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> Seconded. Mm-hmm. I don't need comments from the <laughs> others. Yep, exactly. No, yeah, you're goddamn right they can. Um, outside of that... I'm just excited for, you know, actual football to start getting back to uh, normal. I want the, I want free agency. I want the draft. I want all this stuff. And, uh, to my, one of my good friends, Eric, I am not mad that you planned your wedding to land on Friday night of the draft. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not something I'll hold against you. I'm just going to figure out a way to get a, a flat screen TV at your wedding. So, um, Outside of that, I think we're pretty good. We will be back next week, as always, and uh, hopefully there'll be a little bit of news. I mean, the NFL news kind of starts to creep up a little bit more as soon as free agency gets closer and closer, so there'll be some news to talk about. um, And, yeah, we'll get Sarah to to definitely hold in on a closing thought for next week, too. So it'll be good. But... uh, we will catch you guys next week. Uh, make sure, as always, to follow us on Twitter at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4. Uh, Sarah, I've always wanted to ask, is there at Sarah Kelleher 1, 2, and 3? I don't know. What, I, what, what, what's up? Was that like your number? number? Growing up, so okay. all of my social media has always just been my name with some form of a four in it. Okay. I was very curious. All of a sudden it just popped in my head. I was like, it's that circle. Like, are there other ones that like took one, two and three that just pissed her off or. <laughs> I don't know. But, I should look into that. 
Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Uh, at Sarah Kelleher, four at C Perhatch, and as always, at Packet A Podcast. Uh, again, please keep following us on Twitter. We love all the interactions. We love the questions you guys give us. Hopefully we can get to every single one of them and answer them when we can. So um, thank you for your questions tonight. It, it really saved us. Um, but we'll catch you next week. And as always, Go Pack Go! world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.